Welcome to In the Shadow of Your Wings with Pastor John Marins of the Granby Christian Church. The Granby Christian Church desires the lost to be saved and the believer to passionately pursue Christ in all that they do. Let's join Pastor John Marins for today's message. Good evening and welcome to the broadcast tonight. Again, our our special guest is Jeremy Bridges, the pastor of the Canopy Church in Yosho, and we're excited about the ministry that he is doing with that fellowship and how it impacts the whole county. Really it is. Before we share together with Jeremy, let me just update you real quickly that there's $153,647 been given to the Strong Tower campaign. God bless you for your generosity. The tower is up. The new tower is up and the old tower is down. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. There's some tweaking that they're doing and uh, that will soon be all completed. Uh, we're just praising God for the way that you've worked in a, in a wonderful way to to continue, help to continue the, the ministry of KNEO. Jeremy, tell us a little bit about yourself, and then I'm going to ask you to pray and uh, ask God's blessing on the time that we have today. Well, thank you, John, for letting me be here. Um, it's an honor. Um, I've had the joy of um, serving the Canopy Church for uh, the last 13 years. Um, first two years of that were um, as uh, a director over a prayer meeting that we've had here in the community. We've continued that for the last 13 years where we pray specifically for Newton County every Thursday night at 7 o'clock. Um, but then we've had uh, for the last um, 10 years, um, 11 years we've had uh, a local fellowship and so it's just a joy to pastor and serve people we got a great congregation and uh, we, we own and operate a, a ministry here in the community called Hope Kitchen yeah. which uh, serves our community three nights a week we're so thankful for the community the way they've surrounded that and, and it's really a community effort our job's really just to keep um, keep things rolling and keep things facilitated um, but the Lord's been gracious so we, we are uh, very thankful for what God's done pray for us, Jeremy, as we consider gifting and how God works in our lives. Yes, Lord, we thank you so much that you um, are a generous father. Yes. We thank you for the ways you've loved us and the way that you have equipped each one to do the work of the ministry, Lord. And you've prepared good works for us, Lord. And I, I thank you for the body. I thank you for the way uh, your answer to this world is the church in love with Jesus, serving him and serving one another. And I pray, Lord, that today you'd give us the grace to be everything you've called us to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Last week, Jeremy, we were talking from 1 Corinthians 14 about how when the prophetic is in operation that the Holy Spirit in love will edify, exhort, and comfort the church. But Tonight, maybe we could talk a little, about, a little bit about the fact that when he does work, he, he works with great clarity. Yeah. You know, the Lord is not a God of confusion. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think the problem where, where things kind of get out, out of balance or out of whack is quite often people will take the, our eyes off of the Lord. I mean, Jesus for us was our model. Jesus is perfect theology. Um, and our model, what he showed us was he, he only did what he saw his father doing and he only said what he heard his father saying. And, and you know, quite often we overcomplicate ministry. We, right. uh, we make it about programs, although there's nothing wrong with a good 
good program. We make it about um, something we've seen somebody else do, and we try to copy that. And 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 the truth is, the only person we should be copying is God Himself. You know, and and Jesus demonstrated for us that that if we hear His voice, um, which His sheep are promised to do, that He will lead us and guide us and direct us through the Holy Spirit into what is true, and to remind us everything that we need to have um, knowledge of. And so, so really, obedience is the way forward in ministry and really hearing and, and knowing the Lord's voice is the simple direction for how we should be ministering to one another in the body of Christ. Don't you find it just comforting and also very peaceful to say, Lord, what's next? Daddy, what do you want me to do next? Well, it, it's peaceful, but it's also disarming, right? Because it's easier to develop a plan of my own making uh, and follow through with what I think matters. It's very vulnerable to be in a position where I don't know what the next step is. You know, when, when Moses is standing at the Red Sea, <laughs> I, I'm sure he was thinking, okay, God, you know, I did all the other stuff, um, uh, but he had to hear the voice of the Lord there. You know, when he got onto the other side of the Red Sea, he had to hear the voice of the Lord there. I mean, you know, th- there's never a point where I think we outgrow the necessity to be led by the direction of the Holy Spirit. And certainly God's word, um, his written word, his logos, is, is is the primary way we do that. And um, But I also believe very clearly that there is a relational dynamic through the Holy Spirit by which God can give us now direction, now words, where he bears witness with our spirit where he, he, he gives us commands. Um, but it's never to, it will never violate his written word. But clearly the Holy Spirit can lead us into um, truth as, as we're called to be uh, followers of him. I remember an elder praying at the communion table week after week. And I memorized it because he did. He'd say, lead, guide, guard, direct. And then I also have added my own thinking, the word protect. Lead, guide, guard, direct, and protect. If we're praying that, we should expect... God to do that. Well, the the Lord is a good father, you know, and all of those things you just ask the Lord to do are things good fathers do. And, and, you know, his intention, his heart, the way the Lord um, interacts with us is always from the, the heart posture of a father and his children. Amen. Amen. What a loving father we have. Amen. When we think about, uh, the church universal i know jeremy that you have really been intentional about seeking to have the church function in newton county as one well it's our desire right i mean um I, one, of, one of the founding verses for me that helps me think about the way the church functions is ephesians um, chapter 3 verse 10 and in the apostle paul says very clearly there he says um it's actually verses 9 and 10. It says, And to bring to light what is the administration of the ministry for which ages has been hidden in God, who created all things. Verse 10. So that the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known through the church to the rulers and the authorities in heavenly places. And and I call this personally um, the 10,000-foot view. You know, it, it, <laughs> it makes me think of flying in an airplane, um, and you look out the window as you as you do when you're in an airplane often, and, and you see the the, the fields, um, you know, plowed and, and fenced off. And, and, and it begins, as you look, there's different colors, different hues, and it's kind of, it's kind of where you're beholding the face of the earth. Um, and it 
looks like a patchwork quilt. And and I used to really struggle with, well, God, why are there so many different churches? Why are there so many different expressions? You know, why can't we just be one unified church in a city? And and the Lord really brought this verse to me and broke and really kind of broke my heart with the idea of verse 10, so that the manifold wisdom of God might be now made known through the church to the rulers and authorities in, in the heavenly places, or powers of the air, other translations will say. And what that tells me is the view from above is that God's many-sided manifold wisdom is being shown forth through the church, that that the angelic realms and, you know, all those things, which that that's a, in the unseen realm, that's a conversation to be had, but the they see the earth and they're like, Oh, God's like this. And you have one emphasis over here uh, regarding baptism or one emphasis regarding tongues or one emphasis regarding, um, you know, communion or one emphasis regarding, you know, evangelism, one emphasis, you know, you see all the different emphases that happen inside the local church expression. And, and for us, we're like, why can't we all just get along and have the same, you know, vision, same calling. And from the air, (laughs) the powers and principalities are going, God has many sides. Look at all the many sides to God, the church is on display. And what they're displaying is that God is the angels, you know, flying around saying, holy, holy, holy. Every time they fly around, they see a new part of God, you know, and, and that idea for us is, I think, helped me understand that the, the goal is not uniformity. The goal is unity. Wow. And uniformity is that we all look the same, act the same, respond the same. And that's not God's goal at all. God's goal is unity. And that's to be like-minded, to have, to have a heart that is after Jesus as the primary goal of our entire ministry. Mm-hmm. But God calls each one of us in, in our local churches to have a different expression, a different flavor, so to speak. And, and the beauty of it is that we're under one Lord who's Christ. You know, if the hand should say to the eye or the eye should say to the hand, you know, uh, because I'm not like you, I'm not a part of the body. That is so foreign to the scriptures, isn't it? There is a diversity. Absolutely. And, and, you know, I, I tell our congregation all the time, if I'm walking down the street and I see a finger laying on the ground, (laughs) my first response, my first response is not, oh, cool, a finger. (laughs) My first response is, oh my gosh, where's the rest of its body, right? It's detached. And and the the, the reality of the New Testament is that the body of Christ is connected. The body of Christ isn't, you know, you know, what we saw in the New Testament is we see we see Jewish believers who come to salvation in Christ, and then we see Gentiles who become believers, and and we see we see these realities where these different cultures start mixing, and there's different pro- and it creates problems. I do it this way, but we do it this way, and I'm of Apollos, and I'm of this guy, and we're and and all the struggle takes place of of the fact that we're different, mm-hmm. but we have one Lord, one spirit, one baptism. And, mm-hmm. and so the power of unity in a community is that we have determined that even in our differences, we're going to celebrate those differences, not use those differences to judge one another or criticize and draw divisive lines. We're going to use those differences to celebrate who we are as, as the way God's made us, but we're under one Lord, one baptism, one, one spirit is at work in our midst. And so, so that's the real struggle is, you know, how do we celebrate one another while at the main time, at the same time, maintaining a heart of
of unity. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what we're contending for here in Newton County. And we've got a lot of great churches, amazing churches. And we've got a lot of great pastors, individuals, leaders that are trying to have a unified um, expression of Jesus in our community and then leave room for individual expression as well. I've found, and I know you have too, that one of the keys to unity in a community is having the pastors pray together. Mm -hmm. We've attended a pastor's prayer summit in Eureka together, and we also have attended other meetings. Speak into that, would you? Well, you know, something really happens when you decide to pray together and meet together and fellowship together is, you know, you kind of get out of your... Um, comfort zone and you start to especially when you're in a prayer meeting you start to hear somebody else's relationship with God and you know it's it, it's really disarming when you see someone else that maybe you don't fully agree with theologically or you don't have you know they 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 do it this way but we do it this way and and you start to hear them talk to Jesus and you realize oh my gosh they know the Lord and the Lord knows them and now you realize well if the Lord's doing that for them who am I to sit in judgment of them? Yeah, that's my brother. That's my sister. And 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 so prayer meetings, I think, can really break down um, just ego. You know, we we have a lot of ego. I I hate it, but as, as ministers, there's a lot of ego that goes around. Um, but the truth is, when you come together before the Lord, we're equal. We're one, and the Lord will sort it out. He'll sort out the differences. And um, and I'm not saying that. You know, I'm not. I'm not speaking of a universalism where just, no. hey, uh, you know, orthodoxy matters. We, Absolutely. we we need to believe the basic principles of Scripture. Um, but it's not unity at all costs. Um, it's unity under the banner of Christ and under the truth of his word. And if it, we may interpret those things a little different and we can talk through that and there's room to grow in that. But when we love Jesus and we love his word and we're committed to those two things um, and then then I think I think prayer meetings, times together, fellowships um, only expose us to humility and help us love one another better. And don't we sense at those times that God is growing us up, just like you mentioned a moment ago, that God's changing my heart. I see things in the scriptures I've never seen before. Yeah. Well, I, I hope so. You know, we're, this this side of eternity, we see in part and we know in part. And And if we think we've got it all figured out, we should take heed. We think we stand lest we fall. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Let's pray. God, I thank you so much for this time that we've had with Jeremy and for the honesty with which he has shared with us. And Lord, we have been seeking you together tonight. And we're asking now that you will use the words that we have shared under the guidance of the Holy Spirit to touch the hearts and lives of people. Maybe someone who is struggling with this whole idea of not believing that you, God, see us and that you care or maybe thinking that my church isn't what it needs to be instead of crying out and saying, God, maybe my church is exactly what it needs to be, but it's just a little bit different than the one down the street. God bless us, encourage us, comfort us with this idea that the Spirit can bring us into perfect peace and perfect unity. May we not compromise any doctrine, but instead may we seek to share the truth, speak the truth in love. And as we do, Father, Bring that sweet unity. Bring that sweet clarity in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, John.
Thank you, Jeremy. God bless you. Thank you for listening to In the Shadow of Your Wings with Pastor John Marins of the Granby Christian Church. If you don't have a church home, they would like to invite you to join them this Sunday for morning worship at 1045. The church is located at 969 Granby Miners Road in Granby, Missouri. Have a blessed weekend and remember to abide in the shadow of his wings. I will rejoice in you, my God, in the shadow of your wings. If you live within the broadcast area of KNEO Radio, we have a podcast just for you. The KNEO Community Connection keeps your finger on the pulse of what's coming up in the four-state area, telling you about upcoming events you don't want to miss, organizations in our communities doing great work, and conversations with the dynamic citizens who are behind it all. There's a lot going on around you that you don't want to miss. This is Luke Taylor. Join me each week as we talk about what's happening with the people who are making it happen. Brought to you by KNEO Radio 91.7 FM and the Sky High Podcast Network. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts.